kids first coming attractions. Before you go out and spend money on that new movie or digital media, make sure to listen to the entire show right here on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. We'll take you behind the scenes, interview celebrities, and review new movies, TV shows, and digital releases. Now, here are your hosts from Kids First Coming Attractions. Welcome to Kids First Coming Attractions. I'm your host, Avalon from Iowa. Today we'll be talking about DC League of Super Pets, Light and Magic, Jurassic World, Camp Cretaceous, Zombies 3, and Mrs. Harris Goes to Paris. First up, we'll be reviewing DC League of Super Pets with Micah, Gianna, Ashlyn, and Kendall. So how are you guys doing today? Good. How are you? Good. We're doing great. Good. So first, Micah, could you please give us a brief description of this film and its plot? This film is about Crypto, who is the strong and powerful super dog. He's a sidekick to Superman, sorry. And they've been inseparable for years. But when Superman begins getting closer to a reporter named Lois Lane, Crypto feels that he's out of place and she's kind of taking his spot as Superman's best friend. But before Crypto and Superman have the chance to like see each other's point of view and see eye to eye, Superman and the rest of the Justice League gets kidnapped. So when he finds himself without powers, he has to, Crypto has to learn to accept help as he teaches a new group of shelter animals how to master their new powers in order to save them. Sounds like a great plot. So, uh, Gianna, did the animation live up to standards or go above and beyond in any way? Well, I want to say the animation was be, be above and beyond because it just looked like, it didn't look like a cartoon, though. I... I don't really know what the standards would be, but to my standards, yes, it did kind of live up to that, knowing what, like, Warner Bros. Pictures kind of makes. So it kind of did live up to my standards. That's great. Ashlyn, uh, what was your favorite superpower that one of the pets had? Well, my favorite superhero of the DC Cinematic Universe is The Flash. So I really enjoyed the turtle in the film obviously that's super funny she's usually super slow but she gets the flash's powers basically of super speed and i think that it's it's literally the best character throughout the entire film so we have a super speed turtle yes it's so it's so funny avalon <laughs> uh so kendall how would you say that the characters kind of changed and evolved throughout the film well, the biggest uh, evolution of character is definitely the main character, Crypto, because he has to learn to um, to be friends with uh, Superman and his girlfriend. But uh, the, all the characters definitely evolve in um, some way. Um, especially another one is um, Ace, one of the other uh, one of the shelter dogs, uh, because he really evolves from being someone who likes to work alone to someone that is willing to take people's help. Sounds like some great, uh, like, kind of evolving and changing for the better. So, uh, Micah, how would you say that the uh, characters kind of, how it was different for the pets being the superheroes this time versus the humans, as in most films? I think that because the humans are so used to being able to adapt to working with new people because that's just something you have to do in life. I think it will be easier for them to work as a team 
but these animals who are all very different especially since you know they're different species they um they kind of have to navigate their way and find out that what makes them different is what also will make them a great team. So it was a little bit of a struggle for them to be able to find their chemistry and find their way of working in order to save the humans. But it was an interesting dynamic, um, definitely, because we get to see different perspectives and different storylines that each of the animals bring. Sounds like they really learned how to work together. Yes, definitely. You are listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. Today we're talking about DC League of Super Pets, Light and Magic, Jurassic World Camp Cretaceous, Zombies 3, and Mrs. Harris Goes to Paris. Now we will be continuing our review of DC League of Super Pets with Micah, Gianna, Ashlyn, and Kendall. So, uh, Gianna, how would you say that this film was kind of different from any other films that you've seen in like the DC universe before? Well, one of the major difference is from this movie, from other movies I've seen in the DC universe, is this revolves around pets, who are the superheroes, instead of, you know, usually humans who are the superheroes. And the also cool thing about this is the pets have matched one of the DC superheroes, like Ashlyn said, the turtle matched with the Flash, and then... Ace matches with Batman, and obviously Crypto matches with Superman, and I just think that's really cool and unique. Sounds very different. It is. So, Ashton, I've read that there's a, a comic book that takes place after this series. How do you think that would kind of tie back into the uh, movie? Well, hopefully, Avalon, I didn't know about that, but hopefully it ties into a sequel. Um, I didn't know about that, but I think from where the film ended and I'm not going to spoil anything, but from where the film ended, there are so many adventures that I can see the DC league of super pets like doing. So honestly, I I would be really excited for that. Yeah. I don't, I don't know if it's come out yet, but I've read about it. Really cool. So Kendall, what would you say that the message of this film is? Uh, It's definitely just learning to work together with other people and that you have to sacrifice people you love sometimes because all the pets definitely grow closer together as um, the film goes on and they have to learn to accept each other and that they're better together than alone. Sounds like a really great message. So uh, Micah, how would you, uh, I guess, how would you like describe this film in like, I don't know, I guess just how would, how did you, and what was your favorite part of this film? So my favorite part, I feel like this will be, kind of an underrated moment but I really enjoyed the scene where Crypto was feeling a little upset about his situation like you know how he had to struggle and how he's feeling kind of out of place and when he's kind of upset about that I really like that Ace comes to support him and give him that whole monologue and during that time we also learn a bit of Ace's backstory which definitely um made me a little bit emotional I won't say you know because that's like the big surprise in it too but it was really an interesting scene and I really enjoyed Kevin Hart and Dwayne Johnson's interaction in the scene I think they worked really well together as these characters Crypto and Ace and also the humor itself is just so interesting to me because they point out the things that many people may not see and I really think that that's something that sets this film apart from others that I've seen yeah definitely sounds like quite a different story 
So, uh, Gianna, how would you say that the voice actors did during this film? I would have to say the voice actors really matched the look of their character, and they just made the character, like, a lovable. All, all the char- I will say this. All the characters in this movie were just so lovable and funny, and I just think the actors did a great job making these characters like this. Sounds like they did. So, um, Ashlyn, uh, what would you give this for an age recommendation and star rating? So I give this um, a four out of five stars, and I recommend it to ages five to 18 plus adults. Let's take a break. I'm Avalon from Iowa, and you're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. To become a Kids First film critic, visit our website to find out when the next audition takes place. We hold auditions throughout the year and are always looking for kids ages 8 to 18 that love movies, love talking about movies, and love the chance to meet the talent that works on movies. We invite kids who live in or near any major city in the U.S., Canada, or the U.K. This summer, join us at our Kids First Film Critic Boot Camp at Temple University, where you can learn how to critique films, how to interview celebrities, and how to set up a home studio for next to nothing. For more info, visit www.kidsfirst.org. Think you have what it takes to become a Kids First film critic? Register to audition and give yourself a chance to join the entertainment business as a young entertainment reporter. Hurry! Our auditions take place the first Saturday of the month via Skype. Help us help other kids make smart decisions about the movies they choose. At Kids First, we believe that smart kids make smart consumers. For teens, by teens, and about teens. Tune into the uncensored and unedited discussions with young adults on Express Yourself. Every Sunday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time and 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Smart, tenacious teen hosts and reporters from around the country speak up and speak out. Express Yourself. Visit the website for the show to find out more at expressyourselfteenradio.com. And check out the show on the Voice America Empowerment Channel every Sunday. Success starts here. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. It's your world. You are tuned into Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Shh. Turn your phone off. Another film review or celebrity interview is coming up. Hey, welcome back. I'm your host, Avalon from Iowa. And you are listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. Today we're talking about DC League of Super Pets, Light and Magic, Jurassic World, Camp Cretaceous, Zombies 3, and Mrs. Harris Goes to Paris. Next up, we'll be reviewing Light and Magic with Heather. How are you today? Good. How about you? Pretty good. So to start us off, could you give a short description of what this documentary is about? So it's actually a documentary series, and it's, I think, nine episodes, and it tells a story about this company called Industrial Light and Magic, which was founded by Lucasfilms and George Lucas, and it's this company that handles VFX, and they've handled some of the biggest movies like Avatar and Avengers and, of course, the Star Wars movies, and it just shows like how the VFX has evolved over time and how it's become such a huge part 
of films nowadays and we get to see uh directors like george Cam- uh, james cameron um steven spielberg and of course george lucas and they talk about how this company has impacted the way that they make their films that sounds super cool yeah it really was i really enjoyed the show so my next question is have you seen any of the movies that they showed the special effects for before you watch the documentary if so which Oh, of course. I mean, so many of them I've seen um, Back to the Future, all of the Avengers movies, Avatar, all of the Star Wars films, Titanic, Jaws. It's just there's so many. And especially there's such iconic movies like Jurassic Park and Harry Potter. I mean, these are movies that anybody like that so many people have watched that anybody can watch the show because it just appeals to so many different groups of fans. That sounds super cool. Yeah. What next question is what was the most interesting behind the scenes thing you learned that you didn't know before? Well, it was really cool to see all the sketches and the concept art from all these movies. They showed like some of the first original art that they used for the 1977 Star Wars movie A New Hope, which was really cool. I didn't know that they had so much of it planned even before they started filming. I didn't know that already Darth Vader's look was planned out from the get-go I didn't know that all the ships already had their design and I didn't know that they used little models of it also what really surprised me was that they used a green screen back then I didn't even know that it existed back then it's because of industrial light and magic that they were able to use green screens back then and then put the image on I always thought that it was like kind of like a background but it wasn't and I thought that that was super cool I didn't know that either so uh, how would you say that the kind of special effects that they showed evolved from the beginning to the end of this documentary series? Well, it's really crazy because you can tell that the special effects back then really did look real. And that's because it were actually it was actual models. So it looked real in the sense of like it didn't look as real, but you can tell that. I don't know how to explain it. Like you can tell that it was real because it was a model, but nowadays it looks real, but you know that it wasn't, you know, that it was all computerized and that it was all digital. So it's different forms of realistic. So it's really cool how it's over. It's just changed from being little models and using creative camera angles to make it look like it's moving and then actually computerizing it and just having it from the get go, just having it be 3D and all the different layers that they add to it to make it look real. Wow, that that does sound really different. Yeah, it was. It was crazy to watch how in such a short period of time, we're talking about like, let's say 50 years or so, how they've been able to change so much and how each movie has their own different uh, visual effects and how it doesn't have to be all computerized monsters. It can just be like wind or like shadows and stuff, how VFX touches so many aspects of movies. Wow. So, and lastly, what is your age recommendation star rating for this film? So I recommend it for ages 14 to 18 plus adults, and I recommend it for any movie fan and any aspiring filmmaker. I feel like they're going to really enjoy the show, and I give it a five out of five stars. I really enjoyed it. Wow. Sounds great. Thank you. You are listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. Today we're talking about DC League of Super Pets, Light and Magic, Jurassic World Camp Cretaceous, Zombies 3, and Mrs. Harris Goes to Paris. And next up, we'll be switching over to Jurassic World Camp Cretaceous with Gianna. How are you today? 
Good. How are you? I'm good. So, first of all, could you give us just a brief overview of what the series is about? Yes. Um, this season of the show is about friends Kenji, Brooklyn, Yasmin, Ben, Sammy, and Darius, who are hoping on, for a chance to get found as they are stuck on the other side as Isla Nublar. And as Kenji's father, Mr. Khan, appears, they're hoping for him to help them get off the island, but... And it makes their ch- hope high that they're going to get the island, but not for long. Because Mr. Khan, Kenji's father, is actually planting chips in the dinosaurs' brains, leaving the dinosaurs with no control over themselves. And they have to work together if they ever want to get off the island and help save the dinosaurs. Whoa, that's, that's insane. I know, it was a great show. So how would you say that the story and the characters evolved over this season? Ooh have to think about that one. Uh, well, I would definitely say that Kenji evolved over the seasons because before, like, what I've seen, like, on the first episode, he was kind of gullible a little bit in the first couple episodes. But then as he started digging and digging, he started finding out the truth. So I think he's learned to not be as trusting or as gullible as he was before. And I think Sammy has evolved because she has learned to be more independent over the season, just the season, but over the whole show, all the people have been. So uh, how is how would you say the animation was compared to other animation you've seen? I would say that the animation of this film, it wasn't supposed to look as realistic as other animated projects, but I, but I did think the dinosaurs look realistic enough for this type of animated show, and I thought it was really, it, I think I thought it was good animation for this show. That's good. So, uh, what do you think is the overall message throughout the whole season? The message of this season is that you should treat everyone and everything fairly because what happened to the dinosaurs in the season was unfair and unruly, and the kids know it. That's why they go out of their way to help save them. Mm. Yeah, it makes sense. Mm. And uh, lastly, what would you give this series for an age recommendation and star rating? I give um, Jurassic World Camp Cretaceous of 4.5 to 5 stars and recommend it for ages 5 to 12. And where can you watch it? You can watch this show on Netflix now. Let's take a break. I'm Avalon from Iowa, and you're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. To become a Kids First film critic, visit our website to find out when the next audition takes place. We hold auditions throughout the year and are always looking for kids ages 8 to 18 that love movies, love talking about movies, and love the chance to meet the talent that works on movies. We invite kids who live in or near any major city in the U.S., Canada, or the U.K. This summer, join us at our Kids First Film Critic Boot Camp at Temple University, where you can learn how to critique films, how to interview celebrities, and how to set up a home studio for next to nothing. 
For more info, visit www.kidsfirst.org. Think you have what it takes to become a Kids First film critic? Register to audition and give yourself a chance to join the entertainment business as a young entertainment reporter. Hurry! Our auditions take place the first Saturday of the month via Skype. Help us help other kids make smart decisions about the movies they choose. At Kids First, we believe that smart kids make smart consumers. On the Right Road with host Paula Phillips has arrived at Voice America. With remarkable heart and realness, this popular program brings inspiration, ideas, opportunities, and help to teachers and parents around the globe who work daily to guide kids on the right road in school and in life. Join the Right Road family of kindness, uplifting, and support. Tune in to On the Right Road, live every first and third Sunday at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern, on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You are tuned into Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Shh! Turn your phone off. Another film review or celebrity interview is coming up. Hey, welcome back. You're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions, and today we're talking about DC League of Super Pets, Light and Magic, Jurassic World Camp Cretaceous, Zombies 3, and Mrs. Harris Goes to Paris. Right now, we we will be reviewing Mrs. Harris Goes to Paris with Tiana. How are you today? I'm doing fine in yourself. Pretty good. Cool. So, first of all, can you just give us a short description of what this movie is about? Of course. So Mrs. Harris Goes to Paris is about Mrs. Harris, who is a post a post-war widow, a housekeeper, and you know, in a sense like a godmother, but things like that in London. And she becomes mesmerized with one of her wealthy clients, Christian Dior dresses. And she decides that she must have the dress, which was created in the house of Dior in Paris, France. So she doesn't have the money at first to purchase the dress or even to get to Paris, but she doesn't let that stand in her way. And throughout luck, others' kindness and hard work, she gets the chance to fulfill her dream. Sounds like a pretty interesting movie. It was. So how would you say that the characters and story evolve and change as the movie unfolds? I think the characters change because of their perspective um of mrs harris and also i think that's also something that the viewers will be able to see because there's a lot of discrimination there's a lot of obstacles that mrs harris has to face especially because she was just working as a housekeeper in london and now she's trying to buy this very expensive very beautiful christian dior dress and she shows up to the actual place where they make all the dior dresses and they're kind of trying to turn her out. And there's some people who are just trying to get in her way to prevent her from following her dreams. So I think the characters really change throughout the film as they get to learn more about Mrs. Harris and see, as I said, was kind of like the fairy godmother side of her. Mm, yeah, that sounds really cool. It was. And uh, how would you say that the filmmakers kind of made this film look like it was from the 1950s? I think they did a really good job of bringing out that aspect because of the sense of fashion that they had with all the Dior dresses and just seeing how it was kind of a 
I don't know what the word is, but I think the mood of the film and like the color palette and everything like that, that they had, it kind of just shows that it was made in an earlier time. The lip, mainly the fashion and like the mood of the film, like I said, but just seeing the jobs and how everybody looked, the way they wore their hair, the different things that they had in their communities. I think they really made it, did a good job of showing the time period. And did you know, like, any really, like, facts or anything about the 1950s before watching the film? And if so, did that affect your perspective? Um, no, not really. I don't think I really knew anything. Uh, I do know that they actually worked with um, you were on this film, but I don't, I didn't really know. Well, that was just a fact, but I don't, I didn't really know anything about the 1950s. I feel like there's like films that kind of remind me of this. I don't even know if they take place in the 1950s. Like when is like the Cruella film? I don't know why. That's just like one thing I think of when I think of the fashion era and the Dior and all that. So, but I didn't really know much about the 1950s before this, (laughs) but it was a really good film. And uh, what do you think is the message of the film? Yes. So the message of Mrs. Harris Goes to Paris is all about dreaming big and following your dreams, despite any obstacles that may get in your way, and that we all want something in life. And Mrs. Harris personally dreamed about going to Paris and purchasing purchasing the sparkly Dior dress that she wanted, and she didn't let the lack of money, discrimination, or anything else hold her back from getting the dress. Yeah, definitely sounds like a pretty good message. It is. And then uh, lastly, what would you put as an age recommendation and star rating for this film? Yes, so I give Mrs. Harris Goes to Paris four out of five stars and recommended for kids ages 8 to 18 plus adults. You're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. Today we're talking about DC League of Super Pets, Light and Magic, Jurassic World Camp Cretaceous, Zombies 3, and Mrs. Harris Goes to Paris. And right now we're switching over to review Zombies 3 with Tiana. So I guess just to start us off here, uh, could you give us just a description of what this movie is about? Yes. So Zombies 3 is the third movie in the Zombies franchise. And it's all about Addison, who is trying to find where she belongs and graduate from Seabrook High, what her zombie boyfriend said, who is trying to is trying to make break history by being the first monster to go to college. And so while humans, zombies, and werewolves have learned to coexist in Seabrook, everything changes when aliens show up to Earth on a mission to uncover a code that leads them to their home planet. So it's all about seeing if the aliens will be able to reach their goal while Seabrook fights personally to win the Gear Cup during their last year in high school. And so uh, because of the aliens, there is a lot of visual and special effects in the film. Uh, Did you believe these effects were believable and how did they bring to the story? They were definitely believable. I mean, just being able to see all the cool magic that they were able to do, like creating force fields and things like that. I mean, everything just looks real. I mean, it's Disney. (laughs) Disney is amazing with their special effects and visual effects. So I think it definitely helped with the film, just being able to bring out the differences or the uniqueness and the powers of each of the different uh, kinds of monsters, like the werewolves, the aliens, the zombies. So I think it was really cool and it definitely contributed a lot to this film. 
And so, obviously, as you said, there's some new aliens in this movie. How do you think uh, the actors did both old and new to these new characters? I think all the actors and actresses are amazing. I mean, just seeing that, um, like, even though in this film, I feel like something changed with the characters, like their looks, but of course, everyone gets older. But I think just having the same cast and even the new uh, characters who are the aliens, just seeing how each group of monsters have their own unique looks, they have their own unique personalities and things that they accept, things that they learn to accept. I mean, I think the cast was well, very well casted. Yeah. And so uh, how, what did you think of the new songs in the movie and how would you say they would kind of compare to the songs from previous movies in this series? I have to say, I mean, the soundtrack has got to be one of my favorite parts of all the zombies films, really. And this one, I feel like the songs are different because one, they have certain songs have like alien like vibes to them. Um, But also, I feel like the songs are more modern, like it sounds like something that you would hear like normally on the radio. like, there's a one song from it, Ain't No Doubt About It. I love that song. And just seeing how, like I said, there's songs that I would actually, like, listen to and I feel like would actually be played on the radio because they're so modern, so great. So that's what I love. I love the soundtracks of all these films. Mm-hmm. And so uh, is there anything you can tell us about your interview with uh, Ariel Martin? Yes, yeah, so Ariel Martin, I mean, she's amazing. She's super fun. She's super energetic. She plays the character of Winter, who is one of the werewolves. And I really love speaking to her because she's just like her character. She's super fun, super energetic. And just seeing how, one, how much she relates to Winter, but also how much she, um, just seeing like how much of, like I said, like she is to her character and how much, oh, that's what I was saying, how much she feels for her character, just seeing how now her character is on the football team, her character is kind of getting back into her spirit. And I know her character always is saying like, is some is this too much? Is that too much? But just seeing how she feels like, no, nothing's too much. And she has so much fun playing her character. It was amazing to speak to her. Yeah, it really does sound like it. Yeah. And so uh, what do you believe is the message of the film? Yes. So some of the lessons you will find in Zombies 3 are that anything is possible when you try. Trust is always key and that people will have to do what they need to to get what they want and need in life. And you can see this when Zed advocates to be the first zombie to go to college. How Addison trusts the aliens and welcomes them to join the cheer cup despite their entrance and alien builds. And how the aliens are coming to Earth to find the most precious thing there. And we'll do whatever it takes to achieve that. Yeah, sounds like some really great messages there. They were. You'll learn a lot. And uh, lastly, what would you say for age recommendations and star ratings on Zombies 3? Yes. So I gave this film four out of five stars and recommended for kids ages 8 to 15 plus adults. And you can watch Zombies 3 on Disney Plus now. So make sure to. Let's take a break. I'm Avalon from Iowa, and you're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions.
Voice America is on your favorite smart speaker. If you have Alexa or Google Home, go ahead and give us a try. Hey, Alexa, play Finding Your Frequency podcast on TuneIn. To become a Kids First film critic, visit our website to find out when the next audition takes place. We hold auditions throughout the year and are always looking for kids ages 8 to 18 that love movies, love talking about movies, and love the chance to meet the talent that works on movies. We invite kids who live in or near any major city in the U.S., Canada, or the U.K. This summer, join us at our Kids First Film Critic Boot Camp at Temple University, where you can learn how to critique films, how to interview celebrities, and how to set up a home studio for next to nothing. For more info, visit www.kidsfirst.org. Think you have what it takes to become a Kids First Film Critic? Register to audition and give yourself a chance to join the entertainment business as a young entertainment reporter. Hurry! Our auditions take place the first Saturday of the month via Skype. Help us help other kids make smart decisions about the movies they choose. At Kids First, we believe that smart kids make smart consumers. Join the Voice America Empowerment Channel every Sunday afternoon for the Empowered Kids series. It's two hours of programming geared toward our younger listeners and our young at heart listeners. We kick things off with Express Yourself Teen Radio at 3 p.m. Pacific, 6 p.m. Eastern. Then keep up with your favorite movies on Kids First Coming Attractions at 4 Pacific, 7 Eastern. The Empowered Kids series every Sunday on Voice America Empowerment. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You are tuned into Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Shh! Turn your phone off. Another film review or celebrity interview is coming up. Hey, welcome back. I'm your host, Avalon from Iowa. And you're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. Today we're talking about DC League of Super Pets, Light and Magic, Jurassic World Camp Cretaceous, Zombies 3, and Mrs. Harris Goes to Paris. And next up, we'll be listening to Tiana's interview with Ariel Martin on Zombies 3. Everyone, I'm Tiana Sermons reporting for Kids First, and today I'm speaking with Ariel Martin about her new role as Winter in the Disney Plus movie Zombies 3. You will recognize her for playing Winter in Zombies 2 as well, and for being one of the co-hosts of Disney's Fam Jam, as well as being a singer known as Baby Ariel. Welcome, Ariel. How are you? I'm amazing. Thank you so much for having me. Of course. I mean, I watched all three movies before doing this interview again, so I'm super pumped up, super ready to be speaking with you. Oh, I'm so excited to talk to you. What do you think of the movies? It was, they are all amazing. I mean, I think my favorite part of all of them are the soundtracks. I mean, Zombies 2, in my opinion, had like one of the best soundtracks of oh, the yes. movie ever. ever. <laughs> I love the soundtracks. And the way the dance moves also go along with the music. It's just, it's perfection. Definite perfection. <laughs> so as I mentioned before, you were back again in the third film as Winter, and she has now become part of the football team and is really getting back into her own spirit. So what has been your favorite part of seeing Winter's character develop from Zombies 2 to Zombies 3? That is such a good question. Um, yeah, in Zombies 2, I, when the werewolves come to Seabrook, I feel like in Zombies 2, I think Winter was really nervous about letting herself go. She was always concerned whether everything was too much, what she was doing, too little. And she had to ask everybody for um, permission to just speak and be. 
And I think in the third one, she really came into her own and she was like, no, I'm accepting myself and it's okay if I'm too much sometimes. It's okay if I'm quirky. It's okay if I'm loud, if I'm weird. Um, and she just embraced really who she is. And she decided to join up for the football team, which I think is perfect for her. Um, and yeah, her journey has been really cool and really, really fun to play also. Yeah, I'm sure. I mean, she is just the best. I mean, her energy, everything about her and just having you playing her makes it even better. Oh, thank you. I love her. <laughs> of course. <laughs> So Zombies 3 is a musical and has many amazing new songs with what I like to call an alien-like vibe to them. Oh, so what yeah. do fans expect from the vocal and dance performances in Zombies 3? Oh, that's a great question also. Um, I think in Zombies 3, I think everything about Zombies 3, don't tell Zombies 2 I said this, but everything about Zombies 3 is just bigger and better and you know we have more people which makes like the family has gotten even bigger um the soundtrack is really cool i feel like in zombies 3 there's a slight more of an edge to all the songs and the music and, and the dances um like even with coming out the werewolf song for example i feel like we on the night was really cool edgy but i think in the third one we kind of brought that werewolf song to the next level um, and we were running around like crazy on cars um, all over Seabrook. And yeah, I think the dances in general are just bigger. Alien Invasion, we start off with a huge opening number um, where everybody, the entire town is there. And there's a mothership and aliens are coming down. So, um, yeah. Yeah, I think the music, I mean, like I said before, it's just one of the best parts. And I love how the song Someday, I mean, that's been in all three movies. So I think that's kind of like the signature song to just I feel like um even the message just like seeing how it's all about everybody's believing everybody has goals and just seeing how someday those are all going to come true exactly that's why i think someday is like the perfect song for zombies and i think the way we wrapped it all up with everybody getting to sing someday because i think we are all a part of it in some way was just it was perfect yes definitely a beautiful musical number thank you <laughs> of course so I love how even though the franchise is called Zombies, it includes many different types of monsters along with humans. So why do you think this inclusion is so important to see on the screen? Oh, I think it's, I mean, you know, it's hard because I think we see th this kind of inclusion, you know, a lot on screen, but I think bringing it to a, like an, a kid's demographic and showing it through such a magical, colorful, beautiful world is so important like we're able to speak to all demographics like zombies is for five-year-olds and also 50-year-olds and everything we talk about i mean zombies is just what it is it's about inclusion and acceptance and accepting each other for our differences and not judging each other before we or not judging each other before we know someone um and like even for winter i think she's the perfect example of in zombies too she was not happy with who she was she didn't know how to be she was like i'm way too much and in zombies 3 with the help of her friends she really embraced herself and was like no these people accept me and i think each character in zombies is so different and we all just we love each other for who we are and i think that's important to share with um, people of all ages yeah i love what you said about how now they're bringing all of that to kids i mean it's really important to show kids the meaning of inclusion and even though like now times are different i mean everybody is friends with everyone and another thing to the point with winter i mean just seeing how even in zombies too while everyone else like willa and Wyatt were all like eh, we don't really trust the zombies like in the song uh, do it like the zombies do i mean 
uh, your character Winter, she was with the zombies, and everyone else was just like, eh, we don't really need to be their friends. Right, exactly. And it's like, I think that's what I, I've learned from zombies is like, oh, I've learned, okay, it's okay to have to believe different things, have different opinions from your friends, and, you know, do something that's out there. Like, she joined the football team, and that's, I think, so important that, you know, having girls on screen who are joining the football team and having that, you know, gender, um, what's the word? Equality? Yes. <laughs> um, but yeah, showing a girl on screen, like, who is joining the football, just everything about zombies, I think they just, yeah, it's just, it's amazing. You're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. Today we're talking about DC League of Super Pets, Light and Magic, Jurassic World Camp Cretaceous, Zombies 3, and Mrs. Harris Goes to Paris. And right now we'll be continuing Tiana's interview with Darian Martin on Zombies 3. In the film, there is an alien invasion and the wolves aren't super trusting of them because they're newcomers and they feel like they're up to something. So what lessons can we take away from the wolves and how they are in terms of trusting anyone who's outside of their pack? Oh, that's a great question. I think it's weird because the wolves, the thing with the wolves that I really have always connected with with was that I think it all comes from a place of love, you know, like once they get to know you and love you and accept you, like everybody becomes a part of their pack. And if you're not in the pack, it's not that they, I think, don't like you. It's like, oh, we just are really protective over our people and we want to love you, but you have to give us a chance to love you. And let's see if we can meet eye to eye, um, which I've always really loved. Like, I don't think they're coming from a mean or cruel place. I think they, everybody in Seabrook does everything out of love because they love each other so much and they want to protect each other. Um, and yeah, the werewolves, you know, once they give, once they are able to not be so crazy, they are able to come yeah. down and be like, no, okay, you know what? We're, we're going to get to know you and we're going to accept you as our own because that's what we do. We're wolves. Definitely. And like I said, like the wolves definitely are one of my favorites. I mean, <laughs> they're <Thank> me. <laughs> yes. So we're coming to the end of our interview. Now, this has been amazing. So for my last question, what do you hope to see for the future of the Zombies franchise? Well, I hope that this can be a franchise that people watch years and years and years from now and still, you know, understand the message and take something from it, um, whether it's my character or whether it's um, somebody else's character or the story or anything, the music. I hope they could just take something from it and Hopefully, I mean, hopefully we just keep making, hopefully there's a Zombies 23 and then we're all <laughs> like 50 years old. <laughs> I would hope so. That would be amazing and totally funny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, thank you so much for speaking with me, Ariel. I had so much fun. To- sorry, I had so much no, you're fun good. <laughs> speaking with you and speaking with you is never too much. Just Thank know you. that you are amazing. Yeah. And for everyone watching, make sure to watch Zombies 3. It is streaming only on Disney Plus now. So make sure to go watch it. I'm going to watch it again after this interview. <laughs> Thank you. Of course. That's all for this interview for Kids First. Make sure to like and subscribe to our channel so you don't miss any of our next reviews or interviews. Again, I'm Tiana Sermons. Thanks for tuning in. Thank you so much for joining us. You've been listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. To watch our latest reviews of the latest films, DVDs, TV shows, music, and apps, and learn how you can join our Kids First film critics team, go to www.kidsfirst.org. Be sure to check out our YouTube channel and look for our reviews on Press for Kids, KidsWorld.com, and KidsVille News. 
This show is produced by the Coalition for Quality Children's Media for, for Voice America and iHeartRadio. I'm Avalon from Iowa, reporting for Kids First. Goodbye! Thank you again for tuning in to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Now, you know more which movies, TV shows, or digital media to look for, or learned about the talent that worked on or off camera on them, and can make informed decisions about what to watch. Be sure to subscribe to our channel so you don't miss an episode, and tune in again next week.